Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. What is up, everybody? It's Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar. And hey, it's no secret, we are in a shifting market. And what does that mean? Does it mean crashing? We hope not. We don't think so. But certainly rates are rising. Days on market is increasing. Sales are staying pretty steady. Although here in Northeast Ohio, we're starting to hit that usual seasonal slowdown that we get. Uh, but of course, with the market being less competitive, we're starting to see some different strategies and different things that we haven't been used to popping up, like home sale contingencies. We're going to take a deep dive on those today and really explain them. So stay tuned. All right. So introductions again. I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar. I run a team called the 21 Mike Team. We sell uh, well over 500 homes a year. We're actually hoping to get uh, into the 600s, maybe approach 700 this year. And I'm joined by my broker, uh, owner of Homestar, Tony Geraci. Welcome, Tony. Glad you could make it. Thank you. Always enjoy our Tuesday Zooms. Yes. Uh, so if you want to reach Tony, he's accessible by cell phone. Text is good for Tony. It's good to, if you want to have a talk with him or talk real estate or talk about Homestar, shoot him a text at 216-374-1269. And Tony uh, spends all his time helping agents, coaching them, uh, helping them do more business because that's all he does. Tony doesn't sell um, he's not out there doing agent stuff anymore with over 500 agents in the brokerage. 100% of his attention is devoted to helping us be successful. So that's one of the many reasons we love it here at Homestar. Tony, thank you for that. Well, thank you for being part of us. No, I enjoy doing it. I couldn't imagine doing anything every day. <laughs> I know you, you You say that all the time and I truly believe it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so if you want to hit me up, it's Mike at 21mike.com. And uh, by the way, guys, if there's a topic that you're interested in, Tony and I do these trainings every Tuesday. We do them live if you want to join us live. I know a lot of people listen to the podcast, Free Beer and Real Estate, which is awesome. Love that title too, right? I came up with that. Also, you can watch us on YouTube. If you're there on YouTube, please comment below. Give us your thoughts on where the market is going. I'm kind of curious what you guys are seeing in your individual markets. You know, we talk about Ohio a lot, but, you know, we like to know what's going on in other markets. And uh, naturally, we're looking for uh, input on what to do. And if you love this content, please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss future videos and podcasts. So, Tony. Can you start us off and kind of just explain what a home sale contingency is? Because I think a lot of new agents, I mean, think about it. If you've been licensed less than a year or even two or three years, you may have never even looked at this document, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, no, a home sale contingency is very simple. It is that's contingent on the sale of a home, usually the home you're living in now before you purchase the, the new home. So it's a usually a separate document, and it's no different than a like an inspection con contingency or a financing contingency. But he's, but basically, I'm going to make an offer on your home. But in order for me to complete the purchase of your home, I have to sell my home first. Correct. And there's different, I mean, strategies on how to 
uh, write up the documents and uh, I'm sure you might go into concurrencies and what those are <laughs> and all of that. But definitely the Century 21 Home Star agents, before you get into anything, call me or Debbie. We'll go through that with you to make sure it's uh, the best it can be when you present your offers. So, Tony, you know, I have to confess here that I really if you asked me to define what's the difference between a contingency and a con- concurrency, I'd kind of say, I'm not sure. Show me the document. I'll figure it out. I'll read through it. Uh, can you kind of talk about that for a second? Because truthfully, sure. I, I can't answer that question. No, sure. So basically, uh, a contingency is when you put the, usually our, we'll say our documents that we have for our buyers, our contingency says this to the seller. You're giving me X amount of time to get a contract on my house, maybe 30 days to contract on my house. And at the same time, they can continue marketing their house as contingent on the MLS. They have to let any future buyers know. Side note, everybody, if you didn't know this, when you have an offer on a house, you are legally as allowed as a seller and the listing agent to continue to show the property to bring in secondary offers. You just have to let people know you are contingent and have an offer. You don't have to stop. Like sometimes agents go, oh, I got an offer. Stop the open house or I have to. You don't. You know, you could bring in secondary offers, but you have to let people know it's contingent and there is an offer and especially the MLS. And usually in that contract, it says that you're going to give them, if if they get another offer from another uh, buyer, they could come back to the first buyer, your buyer, and say, I give you 48 hours to remove your contingency. So continue on with the sale without selling your house if they financially can, because some people can, they just choose not to. Or we're going to go with the new offer. So when you have a contingent on the sale of your house, usually this listing agent should want, you know, an out because you can't, you know, go on forever waiting for months or months and months to sell it. Now, the concurrency is different. What that is, it takes out the 48 hour mark. Basically, what it says is, and this is good. So the contingency is good for buyers. Concurrency is good for sellers. Basically, the concurrency is saying is that Mr. Uh, Mrs. Buyer, I'm accepting your offer, but I'm going to continue to list my property for sale active. It's active on the MLS. I'm not telling anybody I have an offer because I could accept another offer and just notify you you're gone. I accepted a new offer without telling you. So that's the rule of concurrency is that you can't give the buyer an option. It has to be 100% available. So when someone brings in an offer and you want to take it, you don't give the first buyer an option. You just tell them the bad news. So again, that's why it's good for the seller because it keeps it active online and it looks to the public completely active. Got Does that it. make sense? So let me ask you this, Tony, if, if I receive an offer, if I'm the listing agent and I receive an offer and I, and it's a contingency and mm-hmm. we say, no, you know what, as a seller, we're not all that interested in changing the status of the property to under contract allow showings. Because even though we say, oh yeah, you can still have showings. The reality is that most buyers and agents see that status and they say, well, it already has an accepted offer. Let's cancel our showing or let's not schedule a showing. So instead, what I would do as the listing agent is I would say, well, no, they're not interested in a contingency, but we'll do a a concurrency. Is that that how I might respond? 
Correct. Exactly. So basically that protects the seller. It's still 100% active. They could kick out the buyer at any time. And uh, I usually see that. And I actually had uh, this just yesterday. One, we're the listing agent. One, we're the buyer's agent. And how explain this, like, well, we're with, we're with the listing agent. We want a concurrency. And I was telling my buyer's agent, well, we don't want a concurrency because the contingency is better for the buyer. You know, uh, so uh, yes. Uh, but example, if you're the listing agent, you just have to d- decide, do you want to get into a contract with somebody? Uh, usually the house sale contingencies and concurrencies are not something that a, a seller I usually don't recommend, excepting day one, your house is on the market today. How you're on the market and someone's come with you an offer and like you got to give it time to market see if you find someone without now that's on the listing side because <laughs> you're you're working out for the, the seller's best interest but when you're on the buyer side that's why I sell our agents call us let's try to get it to the buyer's agent and sell them on why day one they should accept an offer contingent uh on uh selling a home and seeing all the benefits like example not to go too long but the one that we had, we had a buyer that didn't need to do it. He could financially be approved as lender said it. He just wants to. So we sold it to the listing agent to accept like, listen, we're putting this here, but if you get another offer, we're just going to take off the contingency. We just want 30 days to try to sell his house. So he doesn't have two payments, but it's not necessary. So they they took it and uh, accepted that. Got it. And so what you're saying, Tony, it's so critical to understand all of the situation so that you can have intelligent conversations with the other agent, whether you're the working for the buyer or the seller. So, and let's go back to a second. Let, let's kind of rehash the perspectives here. So by perspectives, I'm the seller and I get day one an offer with this con- contingency. You can understand why from the seller's perspective, I might want to wait. You know, well, gosh, what if tomorrow I get another good offer that doesn't have a home sale contingency, that they don't have a home to sell? Maybe they're cash. Maybe the terms are even better. It's no different than, you know, the previous market we had where, hey, you got a great offer uh, just below list price on day one. Day two, we might be seeing multiple offers and, and offers over list price. Now, that's not happening as much anymore, but it's the same thing with contingencies. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, real estate agents serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number two team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. So going back to perspective... Um, let's kind of talk about the seller, Tony, because I know some people are scratching their heads saying, I still don't get it. Why would a seller ever take a contingent offer? So there are some circumstances. In fact, we just had one last night. That's why I wanted to do this class because I knew this was coming up. We just had one last night where we, we laid all the cards on the table and we said, you know what? This is a good gamble for the seller because there's all this stuff going on. Maybe there's nothing else viable coming up. We've been on the market maybe a week. And so there are certain circumstances where you might say to a seller, yeah, it's worth the risk to try the contingent offer. Um, Tony, so talk about that for a second. If I'm a seller, like under what conditions, I know I laid out a couple there, but under what conditions might you really consider contingent offers when they come in? 
Well, the, uh, let me play the buyer side of things and a buyer's agent. So this is where when you are, you have to have conversations with the, each other. <laughs> you mean <laughs> we have we, to talk to each other as agents? Yes, you can't just, if you're representing your buyer and seller to complete my uh, my disclosure, my opinion, you can't just do this by text or email. You got to have a conversation. So yeah, I, I'm I'm the buyer's agent. You're the seller's agent. Go and, and I'll use a, actually this example. Go listen. I have a buyer. He needs this house. You know, he's got to get out of his other. He's renting. He's got 30 day or you know two months. He's renting money. He needs to get out. So we have a, we have a very motivated buyer that wants a buyer house. And there's no other house like it in the market. He's well qualified. He doesn't have to sell, but wants to sell uh, beforehand if he needs to. And now let's talk about the house we're selling. I, I've already done the market analysis on the house he's selling. We The houses are selling fast in that area. There's only one for sale like his house like this. We're going to be marketing it and at listing it underneath that value. So we're not going to be pushing values. He wants to get this sold and he's got over 50% equity in his house already so he could he could move the price if needed you know because some people like if someone says well i'm going to sell my house and i have no equity in it well good luck you're not going to sell your you might not be able to sell your house so i'm selling the listing agent we have a great buyer motivated buyer has a house to sell we're going to list it aggressively he's got plenty of equity so he could come down in price if needed i say this to agents all the time Tell any seller in this market that has a lot of equity, I could sell your house in about two hours if you want me to. I'm like, what? What do you mean you can't? I go, yeah, your house, your house, I could, it's worth 300. I could sell it for 200 in probably about an hour. If you have equity, we could, we know we're going to sell your house 99.9. We just don't know what price. But if you're at 300,000 price and that's a fair market and you have no equity, I don't know if I could sell your house, how fast I could sell your house if you really need to. Yeah. So, if you so, have Tony, a buyer, yeah, l- 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 let me jump on that because you made a whole bunch of good points. Uh, to your point about conversations, yesterday we had a t- we had a twenty minute conversation with the other agent on the other side, and that agent, very you know, good agent. I'm not going to obviously say anything bad, but they didn't do all that legwork that you talked about. So we received this contingent offer, and we were asking ourselves, as a, from the seller's perspective, you know, we we were asking questions like, "Gee, I wonder how much equity they have. I wonder." the list price of their house seems kind of high, you know, is is that really going to sell quickly? So I think that just like when you submit an offer in any other circumstance, you want to make the offer as strong as possible. Having all that information answer the questions that the seller and the listing agent might have preemptively, you know, does, do they need to sell? Do they have equity in the property? Why are they moving? In this case, we learned in that 20 minute conversation, Tony, that this was a relocation. So the reload company was paying the commission, paying the closing costs. So do you think that gives the seller a little more flexibility? Hey, they might get an offer that's $10,000 less, but to them, they're getting compensated by the reload company. So again, that made us as sellers feel more comfortable taking a risk with the contingent offer. So any information you can provide when you're the buyer answering those questions the seller and the listing agent might have, that strengthens your offer when you're trying to get them to accept a contingency. Exactly. Like I'll give you, I'll try to keep this a minute. Imagine you have two and say the, uh, whatever I just said, and you had another one that was contingent and that buyer said, well, these people just want, love your house. They, they, they don't really need it, but they love it. This area and they've been uh, in this area and they've been, uh, they know that they, they think they could sell their house for this. 
So they figured they're get, selling high and, and getting going where they are, they, but they don't want to buy unless they could really sell their house for this and get exactly this amount of equity in it. And we don't even know if we can do that. So if all of a sudden a buyer's agent says, well, we're listing high and they only want to sell if they could sell high to buy yours, that doesn't sound so good. <laughs> so right. the other one sounds better. So that's why you have to explain where you're coming from. Yep. Now, on the contingency, one of the other really important numbers to talk about and negotiate is the number of days that the buyer has to get their property under contract. And our form is probably like many other companies' forms. It has a blank there. You fill in that number. How many days does the buyer have to get their home under contract to remove that contingency? Okay, and, and that could be any amount of days. Now, again, the seller wants that lower, so they have more flexibility. If it doesn't look promising, they can get their home back to active status. And of course, the buyer probably wants more time. So that's one of those things that we negotiate. Um, what, what else about that form, Tony, do you think agents should really focus on uh, besides the number of days? Uh, is there anything else we should be conscious of as we're filling out those contingency documents? Really, it's exactly what you said. It's the amount of days that they have to get an accepted offer. And then the, the closing dates are to be determined. Mm. So basically, you don't want someone that said, you don't want to leave that open. Like all of a sudden they said, okay, I got an offer within two weeks, but we have a closing 60 days from now. Uh, you know, you could really put in their parameters on how fast you want closing. Like tell your, the buyer, if you're selling your house, if you got to make it, you know, 45 days or less, you can't, I'm not giving you 90 days. So yeah, you sold your house, but oh, now the, my buyers want 90 days to get in. So we're going to, you know, make it 91 days from now. So you got to have a conversation with the other agent on the timeline. That's um, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, now, Tony, what about, let's just say that uh, we get an offer accepted. So I'm buying a house, my, my, I, my house sells, I get an offer accepted, but then my deal falls through. Well, that's always possible because it's contingent on the sale of the house. So I always explain to our sellers when we're on the seller side that something could happen. That buyer that's buying their house, it's never a done deal until it transfers. Something could happen to the buyer. They could lose financing the day before. Purchase agreements are just paper. So when you work for the seller, of course, you, you stress that to your seller. Now, it's contingent on them selling. So again to someone that has to sell, then they, uh, if something happens last minute, they're just out. So if uh, they don't have to sell, you could write in there like our client is that they will close by this date, no matter what, if they sell their house or close their house, no matter what. Um, and, but on, when you're on the buyer side, obviously you're not trying to stress that, that, that could happen or worry them that that could happen. We just hope that that doesn't, if that makes so, sense. It does. So that's why when you're pitching this as a buyer's agent and when you're receiving the offer as a seller's agent, you should be asking questions like, is the home already on the market? That would be a good first step in a home sale con contingency. If it's on the market, how long has it been on the market? How's the activity? Like Tony, you, like you brought up the competition. How are we priced? Give them a comparative market analysis. And uh, of course, the, the other stuff that I would want to know is, you know, are you already under contract? That's even more powerful. So if I come to you, Tony, with a contingent offer and I say it's contingent on the closing of this house, it's already under contract. We don't even have to wait for it to sell. That's even better. 
And what's even better than that is if I can tell you about how far we are in the deal. What's so, so wouldn't you love to hear me say, we've already gotten past inspections, Tony. That's why you should take my client's offer. It's only contingent on final loan approval. And in fact, we already had the appraisal. So ask all those questions and find out how far in the deal you are. If you haven't even got the home on the market, that's the weakest position the buyer can be in. And if you're already past inspections and appraisal, that's the strongest position you can be in. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree with that, Tony? Oh, exactly. And a very, again, a very good agent. When you work for the list uh, for the seller on the first property and there's a buyer and then there's someone buying their property, it, it, you could write in there that you want updates on what's happening with their buyer. Because mm-hmm. sometimes some agents say, well, that's confidential. You write in there, it's not confidential. I want to know when you're through your, exactly so when you're through your inspection, when you remove that contingency, when the buyer, their buyer has their loan approval. You know, what, I want to know the steps so you can catch something if, if something's not, you know, going right. Yeah, it's if really there's red flags. Agent. Are are watching that buyer through that the you know the their buyer's agent and finding out what's going on here because it's a whole domino effect. Uh, I, I was about to you you read my mind. I was about to make the domino analogy because I think that really helps helps it hit home. You could have two, three, five deals that are all like dominoes in a row, and if one of and you know with dominoes, if one of them is out of line, that stops the whole rest of the chain. So that's exactly what a home sale contingency con- concurrency. That's what these things are like. They're like rows of dominoes, and if one of them falls out of line, it could mess up the ho- the whole chain. So I'm so glad you said that. Um, the other thing I wanted to do a shameless plug here because this sounds like a lot of uncertainty, right, Tony? You know, mm-hmm. people are saying, well, gosh, I'm, not only am I worried about buying a house now i've taken an offer from a from a buyer who has a house to sell and who knows their buyer may have a house to sell um we created a program to help people in these situations have a little more certainty and i'm not going to go into it in depth but if you're curious about this it's called my zip home m-y-z-i-p-h-o-m-e.com and we've actually taken some of the worry for people out of the situation we have this great thing called safety net where if the home doesn't close my zip home actually steps in and buys the house so there's a lot more to it i'm not going to go in too much depth today but if you're curious about it uh, right now we only offer that for agents on our team as a great tool uh, for sellers and buyers Uh, but check it out myziphome.com tony any closing thoughts on contingencies next week we'll get into some of the lending stuff like i said we'll have a a great lender on on board uh two two guys are going to join us and talk about the different tools we have in a, a changing market shifting market and rising rate environment but any final thoughts on contingencies no, and just concurrency make sure that you educate your buyer or seller of all of the the things that could happen when there's there when it's all relying on more than two sides mm-hmm. on things that could happen and and delays and example, we had that happen. It wasn't a house sale contingency, but one of our agents called and the buyer of their house, and it wasn't contingent, but they have a buyer buying their house and they're buying a new house. And the first buyer is going to be delayed by two weeks. Then uh, they have to go to their seller. And and our agent was, ups, was upset and worried because I'm like, my, the listing agent is going to flip out and the, the seller is going to be upset. But it's nothing the buyer did. And we find, you know, I look at the picture, the seller is in a good position. They, you know, they don't have to be out the next day. 
I said, you just have to call. Don't do this by text or email. Show your empathy. Show your sympathy that it was nothing that your buyer did. It's their buyer. Everything, everything still go. Everything looks good. It might it's just going to be delayed up to two weeks. And you have to have a conversation to show that you're just as sad or upset or have empathy for everybody and got to keep everybody calm. So no one does anything dumb. Like yep. the dumb move for some people I've seen is like, fine deals off. I'm putting my house back on the market. I'm like, by the time you find a new buyer and close, it'll be a month or two from now. It's just two weeks. So, so have a conversation and uh, with the yeah. other. When you get Agreed. That's it. Yep. Absolutely. Our, our phone call last night was 20 minutes at the beginning of the call. I thought no way in the world, this is happening by the end of the call, we had it worked out. And like you said, Tony, it's all about setting the expectations. So everybody knows the potential pitfalls because there are some, but guess what? It's a different market. Now we're going to have to deal with home sale contingencies and concurrencies. So thanks everybody. Tune in next week where we'll talk about different loan products, adjustable rate mortgages, uh, different assumable mortgages. We're going to answer that question because I know I still don't have a good grasp on how the heck an assumable mortgage works. So we'll go into all that and we'll continue our shifting market series next week, Tuesday, 1130, if you're going to, or 1130 AM Eastern, if you're live or watch us on YouTube, Facebook, et cetera. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thank you. Have a good week. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed free beer and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Join us next week for a discussion about loan products, including adjustable rate and assumable mortgages. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.